Hello and welcome back to our podcast, Box Set Binge the Bible from Seven Vineyard. My name is Bern Leckie, joined today by Owen Lynch. Hi, Owen. Good afternoon, Bern. And we are enjoying our box set binge journey through the entire Bible. Absolutely. Throughout this year. Uh, and I'm really enjoying the experience of hearing new things pop out of it. I'm not quite sure how that happens every time. I've re- I've gone through the Bible a few times. I've even listened through the whole thing once rather than reading it before. And, and yet this time it still feels fresh. Are you finding that? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's fresh because we're doing it quicker i think in terms of like listening speed i'm listening at 1.75 and that really does make a difference to what i'm catching and what i'm listening to i might miss some details but other bigger themes kind of stick out and then occasionally something will go oh i've i've never i've never read that like that before or i've never noticed that before and that's been really helpful interesting i'm part of a family i grew up in a sort of christiany school and was taught the Bible in a certain way. And, and I notice kids' Bibles today as well teach the Bible in certain ways that feel comfortable and familiar, I think, in our culture as the sort of stories that you expect to find uh, when you want to tell a story. Here's a story about a good person and something they did, something admirable. So then maybe there's some moral at the end of the story. Let's not make it too complicated, especially if it's for children. Let's make sure that the teaching point is clear and uh, and and here it is in a in a you can probably imagine the sort of children's bible i'm thinking about right Mm, absolutely and genesis is full of stories that look great in children's bibles they've got rainbows they've got animals they've got characters and and, then things you can relate to now here's what struck me going through this time uh just how weird (laughs) Really, if we were being honest about it, like right, instead of just looking at the stories one bit at a time, one chunk at a time, and going, who's the nice person, who's the hero, where's the moral? Actually, <laughs> looking at the whole thing, it's quite hard, isn't it? Like, this is not an ordinary storybook, if I'm being honest. This no. this, this is not... No. Uh, actually, why did... Uh, it made me think... Why did I think this was a good source of of heroes and morals? Because I've really been struck in the middle bits of Genesis as the family story is starting to develop that these are awkward people. These are flawed people with failings. And that's just not the thing that we tend to emphasise in the kids' versions of the stories, is it? No, no, it reads more like a Roald Dahl um but doesn't it you know <laughs> yes. I, I, Roald Dahl is, is there's always a bit of uh, terror uh, lurking around the page uh turn of a Roald Dahl book or a bit of horror or a bit of darkness around it and and yeah there's uh there's definitely definitely more reminiscent of that than Enid Blyton Abs- oh well, I would love to have seen a Roald Dahl children's bible yeah that would have been fun right <laughs> or a, or a children a bible illustrated by Quentin Blake yeah exactly just that that would be lovely, wouldn't it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that would be great in itself. Now, the characters that I've got in mind that we hold up as heroes, that people through history still hold up as heroes because this they're part of, if, if you're Jewish, this is your family background. This is the, These are the forefathers, the ancestors, the patriarchs. And, and so you look back at Abraham as... Uh, you know, a, a great man of faith, credited to him as righteousness. He believed God, and that was the main important thing. But the other thing about Abraham, we saw this last time, is that as much faith as he had, he also was flawed. He he told lies a lot. 
uh, especially when he was in a difficult situation. Why did he lie about his wife? Why? And then his son, Isaac, we're seeing in these chapters now, he did the same. It's passed on. Well, what what's the lesson here that that flawed people pass their flaws on? Yeah, okay, yeah, I relate to that. It's just a different kind of moral from what I'd normally put into a children's Bible. Um, and then the kids, there are plenty of stories of kids, and they're scrapping so much and scheming so much and and breaking the rules about inheritances and really important things. It's like you think you know how the world's supposed to work. These guys are just work, like doing something, a completely different thing. So, so this is my big question. How are these people role models? Are we meant to copy them? You know, what's, what is good about what they're doing? Mm, that's a really good question. I'm not Jewish by descent. And for me, I don't really see these people as role models, partly because in my uh, lifetime, I, I've learned about them within the context of their flaws that you've just described. So for me, they don't really appear like role models, but I do recognise what you're saying. For many people, these are kind of, oh, you know, Abraham was the father of the nations. And I do think that they're, uh, they do, they, they occupy a very special place in, in Jewish history. And mm-hmm. um, usually there's that phrase, isn't there? History is written by the victors. You know, history is written by people who are successful. Uh, but in this case, you know, what we see here is a history of the ups and downs of this family and, the, mm. you know, the, the celebrations and the disasters. And um, I like that. I love the honesty of it. They weren't just seeing them through rose-tinted spectacles or through the, the lens of retrospectiveness. They haven't corrected them. They haven't cancelled them if they were bad and they, they haven't airbrushed out all the imperfections. And I, I like that about this story. I love that. Yes, they haven't cancelled them. Mm. They've told this story... And this is what I love about it, actually, that it really does feel like a family gathering. Mm. I I could think back to loads of family gatherings where people told awkward stories about each other. Yes. And maybe we didn't centre on our own misdeeds as much as the misdeeds of our relatives or our parents or our grandparents. But those stories tend to spread around, don't they? Mm. And so I guess there's that tension. Like You want to know that you've come from a good place. Uh, but on the other hand, you want to know the reality of where you've come from as well. And I think that's 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 really important. And, and I get that sense here too. I think the lens of looking through a story like this with a with a modern storyteller's eye to say, you know, where is the hero and where is it? It's just we're just slapping a different cultural lens on on what was really written for a different purpose. Mm-hmm. And it strikes me the purpose here is probably to show how even in the brokenness and I mean, especially in relatable brokenness stories that we can relate to is like oh yeah that that was rubbish god's choice to work with those people god's promise to abraham was fulfilled even though what people did looked very self-centered and disorderly and they were fragile and they were awkward with each other there were times when that promise it was so important it became the important defining thing and and for me that brings up the theme which i think is maybe the most important theme in the whole bible which is the theme of redemption the idea that that we can be in a terrible place and appear to have lost our sense of everything you know possibly being good or our own sense of value and worth or lost our sense of someone else's value and worth you know that 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 we're concentrating so much on ourselves that we that we neglect 
the value in other people. And the Bible, it strikes me as a whole, is a redemption story. It's saying from the beginning, God values us immensely, more than we do ourselves, certainly more than we do each other. And that value and that reclaiming of who we who we really are and, and who we can be and who we can become, that's one of the biggest themes that runs through the Bible. So my favourite bit in chapters 25-44 that we've been going through is the story of Joseph, which is the first big redemption story in this in this whole thing. Joseph clearly flawed. <laughs> you know, what Joseph, why are you banging on and being so irritating <laughs> why, why are you why are you being so arrogant why, why are you seeming to invite trouble on yourself you're you sound like a talented bloke but my goodness uh you know what are you doing and 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 going from this place where he was of massive difficulty and of course you know he wasn't paid back fairly he was paid back in the way that the story keeps telling us you know when people feel wronged they might just lash out murderously and he just about avoided being murdered. But going from the lowest that he could have been, chucked into a cistern and sold as a slave, his redemption story is amazing. It's a story about Joseph, clearly. I think it's also there as a story for us to relate to as saying, oh, I can think of other people who went through that. And I'd like to think that that, that, that kind of redemption is something that I could access too if I've, if I've been down in the pit and, and yet there might be a better future. And, and maybe that's not just for me, maybe that's for my family, maybe for my community, my society, uh, maybe the world as a whole. I think that's that's the direction we're pointing in, and I love it. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. And I think that, that idea of redemption, as you say, uh, reminds me that although we've just been critiquing uh, these characters as, you know, as people like you and me, you know, with our flaws and, and, and stuff, um, and we were saying that the Jews would have celebrated these people, the reality is, is that actually they were celebrating them with their flaws, but they were celebrating them within the context of their relationship with Yahweh, which was the name they gave for God. And that, that actually the focus of uh, much of the Bible, particularly here though, I think it's just really, really clear is, uh, is God, is Yahweh, that God's relationship with these men and women was one of, of faithfulness in spite of their behavior, in spite of their unfaithfulness. And and that's, that's just a beautiful, that's just a beautiful thing that this this it just reminds me that you know this story is not really about these individuals it's about god's faithfulness to these individuals mm. uh, in spite of their behavior mm. and i think you're right absolutely that word redemption is a really key word in that whole relationship and and for me that personally benefits me because i it gives me hope that no matter what mess i'm in or what mess anyone else is in there's always hope of redemption there's always hope of turning it around that there's no one who's beyond hope that there's always hope of change and redemption and you know i think when we're kind of drifting along through life and and we're not really kind of necessarily experiencing some of the extremes that people experience we might not really appreciate this word redemption but boy oh boy when you're in a mess or you messed up or you need forgiveness the idea of redemption is sweet sweet honey isn't it absolutely it's key to life uh, you mentioned cancelling earlier on you know that's the opposite that's the yeah. that the sense that when you mess up and, and that might be because you've been doing a lot of terrible things or yeah. it might just because you carelessly tweeted something that you didn't really mean yeah. and just got re you know interpreted wrongly uh, wherever you are on that scale 
there is the possibility of being shunned either by the just the people that closest to you that matter to you or by a huge group of people amplified by the power of social media and the idea that that is then the end is hellish it's mm. horrific mm. um the, the, i think the hope that the is is offered and and actually you know we we point to jesus as our source of hope in this i do mm. um but what's impressing me is we you know it's easy to think sometimes of the bible as the old testament was like this mm. you know it's, it was all about mainly about religion yeah don't worry don't worry religion fans will get onto the religious rules coming soon uh we, we've got leviticus to look forward to yay mm. uh, but and we'll have to ask you know why is that there you know what's the what's the purpose of that um let's have a chat about that when we come up to that but it's not the foundation of the old testament the old testament the foundation of it is as you say relationship mm -hmm. and it's only through relationship that you find uh, the possibility of redemption it's only through relationship that you can find that you're valued anyway even though you messed up you know it's because you're part of a family that you're still invited to the next family gathering <laughs> right because because of who you are and the relationship that you have and and I, and I love this reminder and we saw this just reminding myself again of Luke kind of telling the story of the Jewish family with the Jewish family tree saying, yeah, this is how you know you're part of this family, but extending that back all the way to Adam and then all the way to God to remind us that we are part of this as well. It's not just a story for one family and one faith and, uh, and one group. It's as a story for everybody. So we all have this uh, ability to relate to God and we all have this ability to find uh purpose and, and and value that's set by him in a way that is so much higher than i would dare dream to set for myself and uh and and that's not just true for me it's true for you it's true for the people that have annoyed me or or you know that i that i think uh, i don't want so much of them in my life but actually you know they do have a value and the, and there and there are redemptive paths open to all of us yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. And and this is, like you say, this is a trend, a theme that runs right through the Bible. This idea that Yahweh was redemptive, always seeking to have relationship, regardless of what, you know, what the other person puts in the way of that relationship. And um, that redemptiveness and inclusiveness is, is a theme that runs right through the Bible. And I think we see it in Jewish tradition to this day. Yes. And that brings up for me the question then of how do you access that redemption? If we're either feeling in a place where we need it or we've got a difficult relationship that we're struggling with and we're not quite sure how to redeem that relationship, how to how to raise our view of other people mm. uh, and, you know, be good at reminding each other of our value and, and, and purpose and potential and all of that. The stories that we looked at in Genesis actually speak into that because they are clearly not stories of perfect people. They're not stories about people having to be perfect or perfect themselves, get themselves in the right place before God wants to do any business with them. They are not religious stories. No, I saw. They're not. No, no they are stories about people finding this relationship growing when they're just willing for it to grow, and when they're willing to 
to go on a journey mm. when they're uh, when they're ready to be humble mm. and and go okay I'm not quite sure where this is going to end up but I want to go with you and and those are the sorts of journeys that's the sort of mindset I think that that I want to move into more not thinking I need to work out and perfect everything before I get started on something but I want to start off on the journey and, and with other people and let's grow and learn as we go. And that's for, that's much more realistic. We're going to get more done. We're going to learn more. We're going to become more loving. If that's, what, that's one of the things I want to do throughout the whole of my life. I sometimes get very wrapped up in process though. And did this go right? Did that go wrong? What do we, how do we fix that? Nothing wrong with that in itself, but, but it can't be the end of it. No. And that's how I want to be moved by this is, is to let God, shape me to work better and and be a better colleague or be a better friend or be a better family member and learn as I go exactly and just picking up on what you just said there about religion you know what's really interesting about this is that this all predates what we would define as the Jewish religion because the Jewish religion was all based on the, the the law of Moses that was given much further down the line than um uh probably around about four to five hundred years further down the line and so what we see here is, is the relationship between Yahweh and these three generations of men and also their relationship with one another and their relationship with their siblings which of course um, you know in the case of Isaac Jacob and Esau and also in the case of Joseph and his 11 brothers there was always reconciliation at the end of those stories there was reconciliation um, forgiveness, of course, um, and uh, and the family was always brought back together in spite of the conflicts. And I think this is really helpful uh, for us as we try and understand what the nature of, if you like, even the the Jewish tradition and the Christian tradition that's followed that is that actually the the, the direction of travel is always towards reconciliation. The direction of travel it, and the story of Jesus is about reconciliation. It's about bringing. Uh, uh, people together in love and forgiveness um, and bringing people uh, together with their God in love and mm. forgiveness and, um, and and those themes run right through and it's just a, a beautiful theme and, and in many ways it, it makes me ponder you know just how if you like how Jewish is my heritage and belief mm. you know it's not it didn't just start with Jesus but who by the way was a Jew um, it goes all the way back to Genesis, you know. It goes all the way back to Abraham, in terms of mm. who whose story we are, if you like, um, choosing to participate in, or choosing to live in, or, or choosing to identify with. And I, I just really love that about this. It's incredibly human, not at all abstract, just incredibly personal, and it's just very profound. Mm. Where we're going to go to next? We are on the eve of a struggle, but before we get into that struggle that will emerge as relationships kind of collapse I'm, I'm, I'm jumping two steps ahead there uh, we're going to wrap up the story of Genesis first which ends in quite a good place relationally and you feel like they're set in a good place for a while then it's going to turn a corner as those relationships just melt away and 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 they're in a different situation altogether but we'll get to that in two weeks the other thing we're going to look at next week is we're going to start looking at Psalms because um, while we're looking at the story side uh, and what we can learn through stories about God, I think it's also really good to, to soak in the ways that people communicated with God directly and the ways that 
that people's emotions and situations and uh, and thoughts and feelings all came together in these meetings with God that are, that are crystallized in the Psalms. It's not just a songbook. It is, I think, a map of the human heart. It is a map of uh, the whole of our emotional territory and where we meet God in different places on that map, depending on where we've been, where we are, and where we could end up going next. So I'm looking forward to that. Beautifully put, Ben. Well, I'm looking forward to it too. So we look forward to joining you again. See you next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye.